The Mary Trump Show with the Nerd Avengers is hitting the road. Yes, we're going to be live on May 7th at the House of Blues in Chicago, Illinois. May 9th at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco, California. May 10th at the Aladdin Theater in Portland, Oregon. And on May 16th in my hometown, the Gramercy Theater in New York City. I really, really hope to see you at one of those shows. It is going to be amazing. To get your tickets, just go to politicon.com slash tour. Good evening. Um, breaking news, as they say. Welcome to this emergency session. Oh my God! Of the of the Mary Trump show. And Where are my sunglasses? We're using the word emergency loosely in this case because it's not a bad emergency. In fact, everybody, get out your champagne, pop those corks. Because there has been, after seven decades of waiting, an indictment against Donald J. Trump has been announced out of the New York DA's office. We do not know yet what the charges are. We're not here to speculate irresponsibly or drink irresponsibly, for that matter. Oh, I'm leaving. (laughs) This is it. You can drink as irresponsibly as you want, as long as you don't operate heavy machinery. Okay, Kurt, I have a strange feeling you're going to be kind of busy tonight with media hits. So (laughs) why don't you start? And I have to confess, I'm I'm not entirely sure what to do with myself. It's a little weird. It's like not quite sinking in yet. Yeah. um, I mean, first of all, it's it's almost comical because everything that we thought we knew about this situation was completely wrong. Like completely everybody wrong. was wrong. So uh, except Dalton Bragg, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. So let that be a lesson to 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 everybody. Um, the the back and forth of this over the last you know seven to twelve days has really been something. Um, but the most important thing here is, and, and there's going to be a lot of noise, a lot of misinformation. Uh, it's going to go into full. Uh, full gear, you know, is everyone needs to understand that this wasn't a single individual making a unilateral decision to indict the former president of the United States. This was a jury, a grand jury. That means, you know, I think eight of the 12 at least had to sign off after hearing the evidence, after hearing testimony, after hearing from all sides that are a part of this they then collectively made a decision to indict Donald Trump. I don't think it was lost on those jurors, the, the gravity, the historical nature of the proceeding that they were involved in. I don't think that uh, neither them nor the Manhattan DA's office is going to pursue something like this with so much at stake haphazardly, uh, and that they all reached the conclusion that the burden of proof was not just met, but frankly exceeded beyond any possible reasonable doubt. Uh, and, and so they made. They this don't decision. have to meet that standard. Right. Though. That's. That's. I don't. I really want to. As a lawyer, I'm going to. No, tell no, no. You. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm saying just the human nature side of this. As a, a, a knowing 
what was going to happen, knowing the gravity of the situation, knowing um, all that's going to happen in terms of the fire that's going to be brought right to their doorstep by Trump's allies and propagandists as a human being. And I'm, and I'm saying this not as a legal expert. I'm not a legal expert, but just as a, I think it's just human nature that when you look at what's going to go on and you get these presentations and these evidence and this testimony, like in the back of your mind, you are aware that this is a big deal. This is not just your average trial or, or situation or, you know, you know, congregation. Like this is historic and will be scrutinized to the nth degree. And that at some point your identity could be exposed and your life could be in danger because you are a part of this. Uh, you know, I think those are all elements that from a human standpoint, I think is really interesting, compelling, and, you know, and, and it shouldn't be lost on us as, again, the legal experts are going to weigh in on this. There's going to be a lot of legal discussions as well. There should be. But I do think that there is a human element of this. And I think that's important because what's going to happen next is people like Jim Jordan, people like James Comer are going to try to use the power that they have in Congress to find out who these grand jurors are, expose them and literally put a bullseye on their back. I just yeah, think it's and- that, real quick, they, that Trump just uh, uh, true social sent out that he hasn't been indicted. He's been indicated. (laughs) Hey, you know, Mary, can I jump in whenever? Yeah. Just give me one second, Jim, because I I, I want to uh, build on what Kurt said. The legal aspects of this are monumentally important. Absolutely. But I, right now, the only lawyer among us is is Jen. I want to stick, and obviously, Jen has has her own human perspective. As I'm well a as human first. I know. <laughs> so I want to. I want to. I'm stick not going to bring everyone down with legal shit, Mary. No, no, I don't think it's bringing anybody down. We need to understand this <laughs> so we can counter the insanity that's going to come from um, the Republicans in Congress, which, by the way, will be a huge breach of the rule of law and and what it means. Uh, to um, to have separation of powers and all that other stuff. So so let's we'll get to that later. But I I do I want anybody who has been saying and look I know we got we got faked out we got demoralized we got impatient um, and then the grand jury went on a three to four week hiatus. So I understand the frustration, <laughs> but I think it pushed some people to say you know. This one's not that important. If this goes first, it's going to kind of taint or undermine the more serious indictments that are potentially come out of, coming out of Fulton County, Georgia, or the Jack Smith investigation, to which I say this. First of all, when is the last time a, a white man as powerful as Donald Trump was held accountable for something this comparatively speaking minor? I don't think it's minor. It is comparatively speaking, you know, compared to stealing classified documents and inciting an insurrection and trying to rig an election. But this is the kind of thing that most really powerful rich white guys just get it just gets swept under the rug. No president's ever been indicted. That's right. So so in that regard alone, it isn't nothing. And you know what, guys? This is the first time in his entire criminal life and not just criminal the man has caused incalculable damage to countless people over the course of his life this is some measure of justice 
for those who will never get their day in court. Let's mm -hmm. please not minimize it. Let's celebrate it and feel like we can we feel some vindication here. And as I, I wrote earlier, we've been hearing time and time again that the, the wheels of justice grind slow. We're going to watch them grind fine. Aren't we, Gentop? I'm just, so I'm just pausing. <laughs> You're giddy. Because You're giddy. It's, it's not even giddy. It's, um, I just, I'm bathed. My whole life is now bathed in endorphins. All the light is beautiful. Everything is good and right about the world. I am leading with vibes. I literally was jumping up and down in my house. I was so full of energy of happiness that I opened my front door in my little college town and I shouted, yay, out the front door and I shut the door and then I opened the door and shouted, <laughs> Merry Christmas. And then I went inside and, um, but uh, there's no, there's no but. I, I, I'm, what I'm shocked about is people who I know um, in the know said, well, there's going to be a three-week hiatus. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to chill out. And I had a very late night getting ready for uh, the Booked Up podcast today. And I took a late afternoon nap and I literally <laughs> was asleep. And if, what's so funny is I, the, our thing is that we haven't been able to sleep through the night ever, you know, ever since the last few weeks. And I was finally sleeping like a baby. And I woke up <laughs> to a living dream. <laughs> Um, I'm super happy, but, uh, the, but yeah, the legal thing I'm excited about that I actually know is <clears throat> what will happen next after the, well, I'm very excited about fingerprinting and booking photos. Um, yeah, and unfortunately also, it's electronic fingerprinting, not ink, but never so. uttered before. And, <laughs> but, but <laughs> once the arraignment, once the arraignment is, is done at that point, um, Donald Trump has um, his lawyers will have the ability to file a motion <clears throat> to try to dismiss or reduce the indictment. And there's like a statute. And, you know, it's in other words, yes, he's going to do the usual things that he would do, but it's not the indictment doesn't go away in the meanwhile. You know how sometimes, you know, he'll do something, get a new judge with the Mar-a-Lago thing or you'll get this like injunctions overturned or whatever. No, the indictment is the indictment is the indictment and it's going to be there he's not going to be able to get it overturned he's going to try and then boom that's you know from the right and then boom we're going to get fulton county and then boom boom we're going to get it's just it's just going to be a delicious celebration of justice for the next few months and you know march was in like a lion out like a fucking lamb to slaughter and i don't i have nothing to say other than this is a joyous occasion because no one deserved accountability more than this guy. And of course, innocent till proven guilty. Of course. Of course. Of course. Everything is alleged. Except, <laughs> I'm sorry, you know what? Except Georgia. I, I am a hearing person. I heard the audio tape. Brian, I, the media has, uh, present company accepted, uh, fell for it again. And first thing I want to ask, or it's sort of a rhetorical question. They've learned their lesson, haven't they? No. They're gonna have to think very <laughs> we haven't learned our lesson. We never will. We dance to the Donald's beat. That's when he comes out and sings, what we're a... there we're with an aria. Oh! A... De... Wow, that was quite something. Yeah. What, a, what a damning indictment. We danced to Donald's That was beautiful. I'd love was... to hear your voice, Brian. Listen, man, uh, 
Well, and the band he, will be playing Saturday night. You can come out and see us. But you missed your calling, Brian. You missed your calling. <laughs> no, no, no. I just do this as a sidebar. My, my main. I mean, Mary's got playing. guitars behind her. You two should really get together. That's hey. it. Hey. I'll, I'll say this. The media won't learn because we're all tuned into the money. And Donald uh, brings the, the – uh, <laughs> when he steps out on stage, the you know, the whole theater fills up. People want to watch The Fool on stage. I think it's going to be interesting to see um, – Jen pointed to something I really agree with. I think it's going to be a, a, this is just, this is the jab. Where's the body blow? Where's the uppercut? That's all still coming. Yep. Watching Donald freak out over this is absolutely for me hilarious. I, I remember one day in the white house, I walked upstairs uh, into upper press and mind you, I was what 20 feet away from the oval office. And I can remember Donald screaming, screaming at, at uh, his chief of staff to turn the, the heat down in, in the Oval Office as if Rance versus, you know, like, you know, Rance was there only to turn the, the heat up or down for Dirdani. As, as chief of staffs or want to do, it's not like it's a powerful position or anything. Yeah, I'm really powerful. Where, where's the thermostat? But um, watching that and listening to that that day, I can well imagine the, the histrionics that are. Oh, going hide the ketchup. And, yeah, uh, ketchup and all the uh, high stock and Heinz, like yeah, pronto, go up. But um, what we need to learn from this, from the press, what I continue to say that we need to learn from the press is there's a fine line between reporting the news and reporting the entertainment of the news. Right, and we have fallen so often for Donald's garbage that we uh, that today this is real. This is an indictment, the first time in American history. That an American president, former, current, whatever, has been indicted. We need to respect that as a as as a story, but at the same time, don't give in to Donald because look, Mary, what he did, what he's doing, he's already set the precedent for trying to bring out more violence. He mm-hmm. went to Waco, Texas, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the Branch Davidians. Now, the Branch Davidians, the modern militia movement was born from that. Stockpiling of weapons was born from that. The idea of the deep state was all born for that. Well, gee, what is that? That's three planks that stick in the Donald's base. Those are the, the people who venerate the people who died at Waco are core Donald Trump supporters. And when he said this is the last battle and he came out and said this was an already he said it's an attack on free and fair elections. We can't give him the oxygen to let him in in uh, flame his base so that violence will ensue. Yeah, and you, it's going to ensue anyway. But you know, we live right. in a violent country. And and a couple of reminders of what what was being celebrated uh, at the rally in Waco. First of all, we don't we don't know what happened. I mean, it was a horrible incident. I the you know the FBI made serious missteps. Um, but we we there's evident plenty of evidence that the fires were set by David Koresh's people. We That's don't know. However, okay. However, what they're celebrating besides the uh, anti-government, um, the extremist anti-government actions and rhetoric of people like David Koresh and Timothy McVeigh, they're also celebrating a man who raped children. Okay. Yeah. So a Christian. Yes. And and the apocalyptic quasi-religious language Donald was using at that rally right. comes directly from people like David Koresh, who again raped 
children. This is what they celebrate. So we're celebrating the rule of law. We're celebrating the fact that this man is can no longer claim to do anything he wants with impunity. But Kurt, uh, you know, this, I, I think that, that, that two things can be happening simultaneously. I think on the one hand, this weakens him on the other hand, in, in the eyes of many people, not his cult followers, but on the other hand, I think it, it ramps up the potential for danger. Um, what's your take? Those are absolutely true. Um, there's no doubt that the specter of an indicted person becoming the standard bearer for one of the two major political parties in America um, is, is both unthinkable but also very likely implausible. Uh, and we've already seen just before the indictment happened, the relentless threats and attacks that the Manhattan DA's office endured. And that's before they even did anything just for even investigating something uh, that's going to intensify. I mean, again, we've, we've learned after January 6th that the rhetoric is more than just for show that these people, these cult-like followers, interpret them as marching orders, and they act on them. Uh, you know, the, the reality is, before it's all said and done, you know, there's going to be situations where courtroom proceedings are disrupted by bomb threats, where protests outside of courtrooms, where Donald Trump's criminality is being uh, you know, adjudicated, uh, you know, will be met with violence. Um, you know, and no one would love to be, you know, more wrong about that than I am. But I, but I just think that's what's going to happen, and that's and that's by design. That's what they want to happen. And when you look at how the the actors with the biggest megaphones at their disposal have conducted themselves, where we're seeing the you know exchanges that Rupert Murdoch had privately, referring to Donald's actions as criminal, but what they broadcast on their news on their news networks on their propaganda networks was everything but that, um, you know, th that's just going to continue to get worse and worse and worse. And I mean, at this point, folks, these people have turned a mass shooting that killed children in schools into some bizarre fixation going after trans community and LGBTQ people. So if they're willing to do that when it comes to just kids being murdered in schools, what, I mean, there is no low too low for them to go when it comes to defending you know, their, their cult leader, Donald Trump. As low yeah, as and, and, go lower. Right. They will. And, and Kurt, you know, you, you're one of the people out there who has been alerting us to and hammering on the fact that there will be violence. And we saw in New York that law enforcement is taking this seriously. You know, they are, they, they do not want a repeat of January 6th, but, it's not just organized violence we need to be worried about, you know, I mean, and, and I think everybody, uh, every nerd has been saying some version of we've got to be really worried about the stochastic terrorism. You know, it, I mean, it, this is not a, this is not a joke. Um, I mean, not they believe like they're in their minds. The next thing that they feel like they need to do is some kind of show of force in order to scare everybody you know, to back away from going after Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And so how that, how that 
activity will manifest itself. I really shudder to think about what that's going to look like, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be peaceful. Uh, and, and it's entirely predictable and also avoidable if people actually in the Republican Party acted responsibly and cared about stopping violence. But again, this is the same group of people who just last week decided to take the oversight committee on a field trip to visit January 6 prisoners. So that's right. That's right. Uh, Brian, hang on one second, hang on one second, because I, I just want to uh, build on that quickly. Um, it isn't, it's not just the cult, it's the culture. And I'm really glad you brought up uh, mass shootings in schools, Kurt, because just as a, a statistic, there have been over 2,500 school sh- uh, mass shootings. And I don't know, not in a not very long period of time out of those Three, maybe four, were carried out by trans or non-binary mm-hmm. people, which is barely point, you know, barely a tenth of one percent. Uh, the vast, vast, overwhelming majority of those shootings are carried out by white men. I yep. don't see that we're trying to ban them. We'd be better. No offense, uh, co- present company accepted, but you know, <laughs> maybe that wouldn't be a bad idea. But um, Brian, I think we have to take them at their word. They see children slaughtered in the most horrific possible way in schools, which should be safe. And what do they do? They expand gun rights. They expand the ability for a larger pool of people to own weapons of mass death. That's what we're dealing with here. Uh, First of all, quick update. Just got a word from the Manhattan DA's office. They've been in touch with Donald Trump's attorney. They're going to arrange his... uh surrender uh we'll see how that happens uh, are we gonna get wait, like wait, wait. is there more brian what that's all that he said brian i just want to let you know we just got off the phone with his attorney and we're arranging his quote surrender so that's all i can tell you wait that's uh, alvin bragg on. has your private number or what I'm who sent that to you my sources yeah exactly <laughs> jen jen can you check I, out the you private tweet i jen. tried sorry yes. this is important jen can yes. you check out the private tweet uh private uh, chat and then um as yeah. far as yeah it look everybody who ever commits a a horrific murder a mass mur- mass murder a mass shooting i'm sorry everyone i've ever covered these people are nuts so mm-hmm. whether they're trans bi straight you know, no sane person walks in and picks up a gun and starts mowing people down nope. the problem is that and what really hacked me off i was on the hill today talking to josh holly of all people and i said listen man you it, at the very least, I have relatives or in-laws who live on farms who have stockpiled more weapons in some small countries, and they think it's too much. They're tired of it and want something done. What are you going to do? And he's like, Kurt said all these carrots about, well, we got to investigate this case because they may be insane and, 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 you know, transgender. I go, dude, they're all insane. The first one I covered in 92 was in Luby's. And a guy drove through the front uh, window of a Luby's restaurant, mowed down 23 people, stuck a gun under his head and ended it. These people are not sane. The problem is you got to make sure that they don't get guns. And these people are more interested in them having guns because right now, as I said, they support Donald Trump and they want to threaten people with violence. So if you're not going to get Steve Scalise to do anything about this and he got shot in a mass shooting, 
Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to get these people to do anything about it. And that's the sad part. This guy actually walked into Trump's White House after he got mowed down smiling that, you know, guns are free and legal. I'd go, dude, <clears throat> you're, you're lucky you're breathing air. <laughs> right. But, but you know, Brian, it's not just the people who, who do the mass shootings who are insane. It's the people who keep the, who are like, well, yeah, we, let's just give them more access right? to more guns. Exactly. And, uh, and, and that, I think, sets is the fr- Kurt, thank you so much. I know you probably have a very long night ahead of you. It was awesome <laughs> to have you. And uh, we will absolutely be talking soon. <laughs> Bye. See you here, my brother. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, th- that's the context in which everything needs to be seen and understood. It's the entirety of the Republican Party. They will stop at nothing. And Jen, we have news now that uh, Ron DeSantis, who I guess finally realized that um, (laughs) things aren't going well for him. Uh, I mean, he hasn't even declared his nomination yet, but the trial balloons are full of lead, apparently. (laughs) And and it's not going well for him. But uh, we do we have news out of Florida, don't we? And can you walk us through it and let us know what it means? Yes. So uh, we do. Um, Ron DeSantis has just tweeted something out and I will tell you what he said and then I'll give you my response. I think you'll like it. Uh, (laughs) So he said, the weaponization of the legal system to advance a political agenda turns the rule of law on its head. It's un-American. The Soros-backed Manhattan district attorney has consistently bent the law to downgrade felonies and excuse criminal misconduct, yet now he is stretching the law to target a political opponent. Last time I checked, Trump was more likely Ron's opponent and not um, not a political opponent of Bragg, but whatever. Okay, and then this is the key thing. Florida will not assist in an extradition request given the questionable circumstances at issue with this Soros-backed Manhattan prosecutor and his political agenda. Uh, So Soros, Soros, hey, I get the Jew call there. Uh, But here's what I responded. I quote tweeted him, oh, governor, it's embarrassing (laughs) to see a grown man grovel. But you know what I'm thinking? Even if Florida can extradite him, I'm pretty confident Disney World can. Uh, and for those who, of you who aren't aware, uh, Di- uh, Ron DeSantis has been going after Disney um, in various ways in, in a um, just, you know, a temper tantrum over the fact that Disney is is tolerant of diversity. And they did an end run around him, <laughs> which is a beautiful thing. And it, it takes takes out a major plank of, of his uh, tw- potential uh 2024 campaign um so i don't know man (laughs) i do want to say this i i actually recorded a show today that won't won't be (laughs) airing anymore uh, because we're doing this but um i talked about um it was before the indictment obviously and i talked about how expectations kind of got scrambled and um, that we kind of need to take a step back and realize that nobody, nobody said anything about a potential indictment or arrest. Nobody except Donald. So, you know, we were all running around with our our heads cut off because this malignant narcissist uh, pathological liar lied. And uh, there was a, a very... You know, and I, I said that 
There is absolutely nothing Donald Trump will do to sway what a district attorney out of Manhattan decides to do vis-a-vis an indictment. Alvin Bragg may not indict, or sorry, the grand jury may not indict. They may, but Alvin Bragg is going to do his job no matter how big a temper tantrum Donald throws, no matter how many threats Donald levels at him. And I just saw on Twitter this incredibly reason, reasonable, calm, straight up, just the facts, ma'am, statement, uh, which was um, which came from a spokesperson in Bragg's office. This evening, we contacted Mr. Trump's attorney to coordinate his surrender to the Manhattan DA's office for arraignment on a Supreme Court indictment, which remains under seal. Guidance will be provided when the arraignment date is selected. And Brian, that's exactly the kind of stuff I want to be hearing out of the district attorney's office. I don't think there's any doubt that, you know, first of all, who cares if Ron DeSantis doesn't cooperate with the uh, Manhattan district attorney's office? He's just kissing butt to the Donald supporters. That's all that is. And at the same time, he's getting killed by Trump, at least in in those uh, supermarket polls that they take in, you know, where you can fill out four or five forms at a time that Donald loves to quote. Um, But the simple fact of the matter is, is, look, the man is indicted. He'll be indicted again soon elsewhere. Then he's going to get a third one. He's going to get a fourth one. And he can threaten all the violence that he wants. As I said before, it's easier to break a law than it is to prosecute someone for breaking the law. And with a former president, it's really hard. So the patience paid off. They did their job. Bragg did his job. They, to, Jen, to your point earlier, they just need a, they don't need it without a doubt to indict. They need, you know, a preponderance of evidence. But I wouldn't doubt that, that they took an extra step in this case because I'm sure Bragg wants to get himself a conviction. But nonetheless, they don't need that to, to it's, indict. It's probable cause is yeah, actually the standard. Probable cause gets the indictment, right? So uh, at, at the same time, after that probable cause is established, I'm sure he went through and said, all right, we got this, you know what, nail, we got him, let's do it. And I don't think there's, I've always thought that this was the, um, was the one he could easily, most easily defend. But I think that uh, what comes after is what's going to be interesting. And as I, I think I've told and said here before on this show, I know for a fact that uh, there are representatives from the Department of Justice involved in all the investigations with and ongoing about Donald Trump. So I do know that there is, while there isn't, you know, they're not in lockstep with the communication, I'm sure, you know, they're going, all right, number one. All right, now tomorrow, number two, then number three. And then at the end of the day, it'll be, (laughs) it'll be Merrick Garland going, and here we go, trumping Trump. Number 10, you're out. Sign in, please. So uh, I think it's going to proceed in, a, in a, a logical, Mary, to your point, a logical pace. And it it's going to be fun to watch. After having all those death yeah, threats. It just, is, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and that SOB for four years. That's... After being threatened and being, you know, and, and browbeaten by his minions. It is of some measure of sanity that today he was indicted. Right. And and that's what you know, that's what I said earlier. It's like there is some measure of justice here and it may not be enough. Like, I don't know that it's enough for me, 
it may not be enough for uh, you know all of those contractors he stiffed over the decades. It may not be enough for uh, the the people he kept from renting in his apartment building simply because they were black because he's such a fucking racist. It may it's definitely not enough for all of the people who died from COVID because of him. But it's a start, and it isn't nothing. And we need to hang on to that. And well, I'm, uh, I'm just going to get the mug shot. I'm going to hang it yeah, up behind I, I me. Mean, the mug shot's going on the wall. And then the second one, and then the third one. You're the second person who said that. And I'm like, unless it's on a... Well, I, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, I'm not putting a picture of him up in any circumstances on my wall. But I understand the impulse. But Jen, <clears> two <throat> things. First of all, I we have um, the fact that people like Nikki Haley, Jim Jordan, all of them are come and, and and we just saw with DeSantis uh, saying it's illegitimate. And, you know, they know as much as we do about what is in these sealed indictments. Which means nothing. Um, and which, by the way, I don't know if, if somebody already said this, I apologize, but uh, his Donald's defense attorneys have acknowledged that they have already agreed uh, to surrender. So, uh, sorry, Ron, you don't get any points for that. Bummer. Uh, so, Jen, I mean, what do we do about that? Because it, it just goes back to Kurt's point. This They are united in their anti-democratic, pro-autocratic uh, push to... Um, to destroy this country. Let's be clear. Yeah, Donald you know, said it explicitly. They are coming for us. This is not their day. That's no. what I got. This is not so their day. And However, just, he is still trying to right now. I just got an email. He's trying to fundraise off of it already. You know. Of course he is. Of course he is. It's always. And he will. Look, it's, Mary, I love what you said. You know, it's, it's not enough, but it's something. And this is the very first something since the mashed potatoes were poured on his head. <laughs> I know that makes you laugh. And you know what? I never met your father, Mary, but I, I'm tipping my hat to him right yeah. now. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Wish you were here for it. Because Although, wasn't it Robert? Wasn't it Robert who poured the mashed potatoes on his head? But How dare you? It was my father. Uh. Robert's a horrible human being. No, it was my father. It was my dad. Oh, your dad did it because my he was being was mean to Robert, OG, right? Exactly. Oh, and, man. And look, guys, everybody out there, right? <laughs> I want you to spread the word. This is a version of having a bowl of mashed potatoes <laughs> dumped on his stupid head. Because he was being a bully. <laughs> because he was being a bully to somebody smaller and weaker than he was. And here we are. Finally, the mashed potatoes are being uh, used, are being um, deployed appropriately. You know, I want to say this thing, Mary, because, you know, we're joyful and so on. And, I, you know, we are not the DA, right? Like, people are like, well, we shouldn't do this. You know what? The people in office, people who are responsible for prosecuting stuff, they do their thing. I know I'm a, a citizen, and I know from reading your book and the details of his life that this is a really, really terrible person. I mean, from his child. Mm -hmm from his childhood onward we've seen what he's done and you know how they always say you know one of the signs of, of depravity is you know how to how do children treat animals and so on yep. how about how do children treat other children your right. uncle threw rocks at a baby you're laughing i mean there's nothing good well, about I this mean, guy I'm not laughing i mean it's like 
I mean, he's we, an awful, awful person. And he right. said, you know, he, he's, I don't even want to go through the list of things. And 74 so the idea that million I, people. I, I yes. have no shame right in now. celebrating the fact that the law is catching up for him and it couldn't happen to a worse human being. Well, it could, but unfortunately, they're in hell right now. And, well, and but I, exactly. here's, I got to share something with you. This just came from CPAC. March Match Lab said, <laughs> "We believe that the authoritarian punishment of political opponents is deeply un-American and is more akin to the proceedings of a kangaroo court in a corrupt third-world banana republic." Wrong, Matt. If we didn't bring him to justice, that would be the third-world banana republic. He's lucky he's I, not being charged with assault. Yeah, no kidding. Matt. I have a question for both of you. Well, I, isn't he? Um, I have a question for both of you. They can they can spin this, and they're going to spin this however they want. It's Banana Republic, which again, they're, it's all about projection with these people. They are always blaming the left for everything they're doing. Yes, Donald has perfected this art. Um, but how do they get around the fact that? Somebody was sent to jail, not for committing the crime Donald committed, but for helping Donald commit the crime. Brian doesn't know who you're talking about. He's never met that person. Yeah, yeah. I said, I've never met Michael. I don't Cohen. really like mentioning his name, but, but you know, I mean, that's okay. He's a criminal. Michael Cohn is a criminal who went to prison and, you know, paid his dues, I guess, to some extent, uh, for the crime of helping Donald Trump commit the crime. That Donald Trump is now accused of. How do they? I mean, I know they can do anything because they're such grifters and liars. But seriously, like, but when 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 it all shakes out, how do they get around that? They don't have logic. And in, in fact, you know, Donald himself has divorced himself from Michael Cohen and said what Michael Cohen did on his own and had nothing to do with Stormy Daniels and that Michael Cohen is a bad person and that he's a good person and he kicked Michael Cohen to the curb because Michael Cohen was a criminal. The only thing Michael Cohen was convicted of doing was paying off Stormy Daniels and lying about it and going to jail for Donald Trump. I'm sorry. That's what Michael Cohen went to prison for. And you can say it any other, any other way you want, but I'm, that's just the way the Donald rolls. I mean, I it, 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 it's it's like watching an egg, you know, that it can't roll straight no matter what it does. And at the end of the day, it's going to fall off the edge of the table and splatter all over the place. That's Donnie, Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, listen, I know you guys have other, it's probably going to be a busy night for all the nerds. Um, so I'm incredibly grateful that you were able to hop on because I know, you know, we, we had a very tough show on Tuesday and people are stressed out and um, it's a very long time coming. So before we end, just for both of you, starting with uh, Brian, just last word. And how are you celebrating tonight? Uh, I'll be doing a lot of TV and radio for the next four or five hours. Yeah. And then as I am a son of Kentucky, I will be pulling out the uh, probably either the Evan Williams or the, no, I, I think it's going to have to be wild Turkey. I think that's the appropriate <laughs> drink for this evening. A couple of shots of wild Turkey. And then I'll have to get up and go to work tomorrow morning in the white house and listen to everybody say all the reporters go, golly gee, let's go interview Donnie. 
<laughs> then, oh. then I'll start drinking heavily again. That's going to be tough with a hangover. My goodness. <laughs> I won't get a hangover. I'll just stay drinking. <laughs> there you go. I'm yeah. reading now. Are you seeing this? That uh, John Miller tells Aaron Burnett that his sources say Trump charges are 34 counts related to falsifying business records. Yeah. I've got that too. Yeah, I think we. A lot of, I don't know if this goes. Be, I don't know if this goes beyond. Well, maybe it's both. I think it Stormy does. Daniels and the other. Um, what was her name? Karen McDougal, or maybe it goes beyond this. We'll have to oh, see. Sorry. Just really quickly, Jen, before oh, yeah, yeah. you do your wrap up, I, I, I've been thinking this for a while. Again, even though I'm not a lawyer, I think that Bragg isn't playing. He is. He is digging deep, and you know, again. Not that the charge of paying hush money isn't a serious one because of the election fraud implications, but there's so much else that was going on before that. I don't I don't think this is just one or two or three or four charges. I think we're looking at something very complex and comprehensive. Uh, and at least that that seems to be I mean, 34. Holy shit. What I that's not a number I had in my head. Anyway, Jen. <laughs> Last word, how are you celebrating? Well, uh, like Brian, I'm already scheduling um, the, uh, I've already done a couple, I've got interviews, so I'm going to be dealing, I'm going to be drinking um, probably Diet Coke for a while, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, after that, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm just going to be jumping around, dancing around. I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to. It'll keep you awake. Yeah, I'm going to maybe put on some Springsteen because I don't know if you know this, Mary. I'm going to be going to see Bruce Springsteen live. Oh wow! Yeah, Congre that's awesome. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to be listening to some Springsteen in between uh, of news hits. Of course. All right, that sounds like a plan. I, um, I too wish I could be drink. I don't have champagne because. Like everybody else, I got faked out. So I, I didn't <laughs> pick up my Vuv Cliquo. Um, but I got some vodka in the house. And unfortunately, it's going to have to wait until like 11 o'clock because uh, <laughs> I've got a couple of other things. To, although I, I may, I, you know what? I, I uh, was on Katie. I was on with Katie Couric earlier and on her Instagram live. And I'm like, is it okay if I'm drinking champagne while I'm with you? And I obviously <laughs> didn't have any, but I may, I may have to because, uh, I mean, come on. This is extraordinary. <laughs> this is history. It's it's happening. I'm so happy you were with us. So Brian Karam, Jen Taub, Kurt Bordella, I seriously, you nerds, I uh this this is what makes the celebrations even better. I get to share them with you. Everybody listening, thank you so much. Um and uh Guys, there's something, Mary. There's there's something you say on Passover, which is like next year in Jerusalem is the thing. I mean, you know, when they you know, we have to get together in person. You know, next time live mm -hmm. in New York. You know, yeah. Brian, can you get yourself to New York at some point? Oh, it's compulsory. This has yeah, to happen. Brian, Brian's not answering. He's being coy. Soon. I, I will always be in New York. Oh, okay. We'll be there. Okay. Three hours. Right. Well, I'm not there yet. So when, okay. <laughs> when I get there, uh, I, you know, all right. So we're just going to end the show now. I just want to remind I'll everybody that we've got a, we've, it's not House of Ours, but we've got a new show happening uh, tomorrow, 12 noon Eastern, 
9 a.m. Pacific. It's called The Wrap with Mary Trump. And you're going to hear me ranting about some of the news that happened this week that we didn't actually cover uh, with the nerds. So stay tuned for that. Rant, baby. Rant. Ben, Brian, Kurt, thank you guys so much. And have a blast uh, doing the Snoopy dance to celebrate <laughs> Indictment Day. All right, everybody. Stay safe. Be kind. We will see you soon. Bye. Thank you.